Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And we welcome you in to Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. It's John Dickinson with you tonight after the Warriors. They lose in San Antonio. 104-92 is the final. The Warriors dip to 12-6 and on the season. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. And your phone calls are welcome uh, as the Warriors drop their third consecutive game. Golden State has lost five of their last seven and are now 1-4 and four since the incident in Los Angeles involving Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, and they're going to have to keep playing these next couple of games at least without Stephen Curry. Uh, more news on Draymond Green forthcoming. Uh, there's an outside chance that he will be able to rejoin the team on Wednesday night when the Warriors return home after a couple of off days to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, bottom line, though, this is the Warriors' worst seven-game stretch of the Steve Kerr era. And it's also just the fourth time that the Warriors have lost three consecutive games in the Steve Kerr era. And, oh, by the way, it's the first time they've had a road trip of three or more games where they've come back to the Bay Area without a single win in their back pocket. So to say that things are... Uh, in a tough space right now uh, for this Golden State Warriors team as they attempt to win their third consecutive championship. I, I would say that that, at this point, is an understatement. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. The loss tonight just caps a brutal, brutal week for the Warriors. There, there's no other way to put it, a brutal, brutal week and the Warriors suddenly uh, find themselves at 12-6 and six when the conversation, let's say a week and a half ago, was could this team win 70 games? Could this team push to potentially you know, break their own record uh, as far as you know, winning 73, winning 74 games? Now look, a lot of that conversation was ridiculous. It was early in the season. The Warriors really hadn't dealt with any adversity. And I think if anything was proven last season it's the fact that every team even a team as great as the Golden State Warriors is going to have to deal with some semblance of adversity in terms of injuries uh, in terms of just guys maybe not being locked in over the full 82 game grind uh, of a season and just the the normal team stuff uh, that, that that franchises and, and teams and players deal with uh, on a night-in, night-out basis over the long grind uh, of an NBA schedule. But it, it all kind of hit the Warriors at once when you look at this stretch now uh, of five losses in the last seven games after what was a 10-1 start that, again, had everybody believing that that this thing you know could could be effortless as far as trying to, to defend the two titles that they've already been able to put on the board. But just looking at this past week in terms of how bad it's been, go back uh, just over the last seven nights. The Warriors lose in overtime in a game that they were trailing by 11 late to the Clippers. You have the Kevin Durant, Draymond Green 
back and forth where Draymond Green loses his mind, blows up on his teammate, winds up getting himself suspended for Tuesday's game, which was kind of an ugly victory over the Atlanta Hawks. Then you move to Wednesday where it's announced that Stephen Curry's going to be out a little bit longer than maybe originally anticipated, at least until this coming Saturday, November 24th, when he will be reevaluated at that point. Then the team travels to Houston to take on the Rockets, a team that they dispatched of in the Western Conference Finals in a seventh game back in that Toyota Center building on the floor of the Toyota Center. And the Warriors have to address all this internal strife on that night. Uh, Draymond Green addresses before the game, you know, and, and really unapologetically addresses the incident uh, with Kevin Durant. Uh, those two talk leading into to shoot around. Steve Kerr addresses it. Kevin Durant becomes frustrated at needing to address what Draymond Green had addressed, what Steve Kerr and Bob Myers had already addressed, and then the Warriors go out and probably play their worst game of the season in Houston to lose the opener of this road trip. Fast forward to Friday because at least the positive news from the night before was Draymond Green was going to be back in the fold and the Warriors weren't going to be down two all-stars, but just all-star and two-time MVP Stephen Curry. Not so fast. Friday, Draymond Green, he goes down with a toe sprain and the Warriors say that he's going to miss Saturday's game. And then Saturday, they say he's going to miss Sunday's game. Oh, by the way, the Warriors then lose the game last night. And I think last night, as you look at the way tonight's game played out for the Warriors, last night is really a game that you look back where the Warriors kind of controlled the game and had opportunities to win it and had chances to 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 put that game away. Role players played well. The the spirit was better. You had Steve Kerr talking about how he he thought uh, the Warriors were were maybe starting to find themselves spiritually, find themselves emotionally in the game last night. But Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant can't hit a shot down the stretch, and they wind up losing that game, which is just so unusual. You you don't see the Warriors lose games that they kind of have in control, even on nights where they aren't playing all that well, but they're getting contributions up and down the roster. Usually there's enough from the headliners, from the stars, down the stretch of that game to carry it out. But they lose that game, and then the first thing you find coming into today that today's going to be a more difficult game on the second of a back-to-back against a a Spurs team that is always, for the most part, going to give you a buttoned-up effort. And you look at the ball game tonight, and the story of the trip for the Warriors is they just can't hit shots. They just absolutely cannot hit shots. Uh, Clay Thompson, 5 of 27 from three-point range in the three games. Kevin Durant, 1 for 14 from three-point range on the road trip. 6 for 41. Think about that. 6 for 41 from those two players on the three-game road trip where the Warriors failed to win a game. 888 957-9570. It's John Dickinson, Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Let me tell you about Kevin Durant. Rough, rough week for Kevin Durant as you look through the game-by-game. Game, and I think you have to wonder at this point, has Kevin Durant had a more difficult week 
in his Warriors career. And I don't think there's any doubt that when you look at the numbers and you look at everything that went on between Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, this has to be the most difficult week of Kevin Durant's Warriors tenure. Just without a doubt about it. The the, the game tonight, 8 for 25. 1 of 8 from 3-point range. Can't buy a 3-pointer. 11 for 24 in the game last night, but can't buy a three-pointer. Six for 15 in Houston. 0 for 2 from the three-point line. He doesn't hit a three in the first game after the Draymond incident, altercation, whatever the heck you want to call it. 0 for 3 in that game. 9 for 23 in a win against the Atlanta Hawks in that ball game. And I think you have to ask yourself the question, how much of this and what's going on with this Warriors team and what's going on in particular with Clay Thompson and, and, and primarily Kevin Durant's struggles is how much does what is going on with this team emotionally, spiritually in the locker room, how much of it is basketball related versus how much of it is everything else related? So that's my question to you tonight at 888-957-9570. Triple eight. 957-9570 because I think the, the answer really could be both. It, it, it could very well be both. Uh, but for Kevin Durant, I mean, he, he's got to find it. He's got to figure out, you know, how to get himself going. And he's probably going to have to do it certainly without Stephen Curry for another couple of games. And he might have to do it without Draymond Green for another couple of games, depending upon if the Warriors are going to continue to rest his toe and try and get him healthy for the long haul of a season. But you have to wonder, and I did a little bit of digging through Kevin Durant's rough patches with the Golden State Warriors, and this is as bad as any four or five game stretch, really, Uh, if you want to go back and include the Clippers game as well. I mean, he was 10 for 24. He did hit a couple of threes in that game. But 41%, 39%, 40%, 46%, 32% tonight. Uh, I mean, you look at a five-game stretch where the best he shoots is 46%. I mean, that's just not Kevin Durant-like. And, again, I think there's a lot of different reasons for it. And part of it is just the overall basketball talent on this Warriors team is not what we're used to seeing. And the one thing that I always say is you take one guy away from this Warriors team as far as the the, the main guys and everything looks different. They, they look far more out of whack than maybe you believe they should look for as much talent as they still have. But I think the thing that comes into play is this Warriors team has to Learn how to play completely differently when you take one star away, when you take two stars away. Uh, I also think you could make the case that having Stephen Curry and Draymond Green out simultaneously is about the worst combo of of two guys as you could possibly have out simultaneously because they both play together so well, just the two-man game between those two, but they are two players. I mean, Draymond Green's your leading assist man, and Stephen Curry is one of the greatest scorers and shooters on earth and creates space for everybody and creates opportunities. I mean, he's your point guard. Your point guard by nature is going to be your creator. So you lose Stephen Curry, you lose Draymond Green, 
and all of a sudden the shots are a little more difficult for a Kevin Durant. The shots are a little more difficult for a guy like Clay Thompson, uh, and it's it's just difficult. Uh, you know, it, everything just isn't as smooth. And, and you can look at the game tonight, and you can look at the game last night, and you could say, yeah, well, they missed a lot of open looks, and Durant missed a lot of open looks, and Clay Thompson missed a lot of open looks. Those are those are looks that, that they're going to make more often than not. And, and while I agree with that to a certain extent, I also think that the looks just aren't quite as good, as clean as maybe you think to the naked eye based on the fact that the rhythm of the game, the rhythm of the offense isn't the same with those guys out. So 888-957-9570, 957 9570. Let's hear from the fans. It's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. We start with Lee in Santa Clara. Lee, you are on 95.7 The Game. Hey, JD. Yeah, really tough stretch, obviously, for the Warriors right now. But I really think um, it's Durant and Clay trying to force things and, and just trying to, you know, try. they're trying a little bit too hard. Uh, you know, they got 51 shots up. But you got to remember, we're down three all-stars right now that aren't playing. And in the midst of all the gloom and doom, I actually see a couple of really good signs with Jarebko and Quinn Cook. You know, Jarebko is really solid. He can rebound. Um, I don't think he missed a shot, whether it was a free throw or a field goal attempt tonight. And Quinn Cook is just like a revelation. I mean, he's, he's really, really good on offense, too. So my one concern about Cook, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, do you think his defensive um, you know, lack of size and just kind of being picked on is really going to hurt, you know, his ability to make a, a, a strong contribution to the team, or you think he's kind of learning and growing? Because I really love what he brings on the offensive side. Yeah, Leanna, thanks for the call. Look, I, I think it's evident just based on the fact that Steve Kerr went to Andre Iguodala in the starting lineup that they fear teams with their starting players they fear, you know, Steve Kerr fears that the opposition, the Rockets, the Mavs, the Spurs, are just going to pick on Quinn Cook. They're just going to go after him. They're going to attack him with their better players, and his inability to defend is going to negate a, a lot of the positives that, that he brings to the table uh, on the offensive end. I, I do think Quinn Cook, for the most part, has been a positive when you look at the times that he's had to step in and play more minutes with Stephen Curry out. But he he's a positive under the context of it's the regular season and somebody has to fill minutes, and when Curry is out, the Warriors immediately go from a team that has a glut of offensive weapons to a team that, that actually, in an odd way, needs to find players that can score the basketball. So I think Quinn Cook being able to be one of those guys that can score the basketball and that can shoot, that can create a little bit, but he's more of a scorer and a shooter than he is a creator. Uh, I think he's more of what you would call a regular season option for Steve Kerr. And you saw as soon as they got to the playoffs a year ago, it was, all right, that, that's enough of that. Uh, Quinn Cook's going to come off the bench, or Quinn Cook's not going to quite play as much. Uh, but again, it, you look at it in the context of playing a regular season, and he's a guy that can play, and he can contribute, and he can score. And look, Quinn Cook, darn near you know, one-man band, pulled the Warriors back into the game late third quarter when they were down 18. I, I mean, you look at that game, the Warriors were – down 18, about four, a little under five minutes to go in the third quarter, and they were able to crawl all the way back to within 91-90 
with 3.38 to go, and I think Quinn Cook helped start that rally. I, I really do. I thought you know his, his rebounding was pretty good. He went up with eight rebounds tonight. He was making shots. He brought a little bit of fight that I think some of the other players on the roster, some of the other players on the roster, they – they they were coming along for the ride with Quinn Cook, uh, and you saw Clay Thompson knock down a big shot. You saw Durant sporadically kind of get it going uh, to the point where the Warriors, the game was right there for them, and San Antonio was letting them back into it with some turnovers, with some lazy play, with some bad shot selection, and it looked like the Warriors were going to have an opportunity from 18 down to kind of steal the game. Uh, but San Antonio winds up outscoring the Warriors 10-2 to put the game away. They hit another three just for good measure at that point. And what was a one-point game with 3.38 to go winds up being a 104-92 loss uh, for the Warriors at the hand of the San Antonio Spurs. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. If you want to weigh in on this ball game, Warriors dropped their third consecutive game. They're 1-4 since the incident in L.A. between Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, and they've lost 5-7, of seven, which is the worst stretch of the Steve Kerr era. We'll have your play of the game. Uh, we'll also go back out to Dallas. We'll hear from Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. It's Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors lose in San Antonio, 104-92 the final. Golden State 12-6 and after a 10-1 start. The Warriors will get a couple of days off as they'll fly back from San Antonio. Nothing doing for the Warriors tomorrow, and then they'll practice back in Oakland on Tuesday. They'll take on the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday, and there's going to be a, a lot of games in, in a short stretch here once the Warriors start playing again on Wednesday. But I think a couple of much-needed off days for this team and non-game days, what will amount to, to basically 72 hours uh, without having to play a game when you look at the Warriors right now. It's a Sunday night at about 20 after 7, and the next time they actually hit the floor and have to play a game, it's going to be 740 on Wednesday night. So that's 72 hours and some change where the Warriors won't have to play a meaningful second of basketball. And I think when you look at the way the, the last seven games have gone for this team and the way some of the off-the-court issues have, have bled their way onto the court and injuries and what Steve Kerr called real adversity, uh, I think this is a situation where having a couple of days to not have to get out there and be on the grind is going to be extremely beneficial for the Warriors. But once they do start over the Thanksgiving holiday, it is boom, boom, boom again. It is Wednesday against Oklahoma City, Thanksgiving holiday off, back-to-back with Portland, another playoff team in Oracle Arena on Friday, and then the Sacramento Kings are in Saturday, second of a home back-to-back with Orlando coming in to close out that four and six stretch on Monday. So a little bit of a breather before the next wave comes at the Warriors. And I think there is some level of, of confidence at this point that at least they'll get Draymond Green back at some point over that stretch. And maybe there's even an outside chance that the Warriors could get Stephen Curry back uh, on the back end uh, of that stretch, uh, maybe Saturday at the earliest, although I wouldn't hold my breath that he's playing Saturday. Maybe they give him a game at home against Orlando before they hit the road for a couple of weeks uh, in a road trip that's going to begin in Toronto and end 
in Milwaukee. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Let's get to our play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Gay turns middle, stripped by Andre, knocked it away. Gay wants a foul. Here comes Durant, the Thompson, he's open, he fires, buries the three. It's a one-point game with 3.36 to go. That's when it looked like the Warriors could steal the game. Clay Thompson pulling the Warriors within 191-90, 13-2 Spurs from that point forward. Uh, know the play of the game tomorrow with Guru and Steiny, and also visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV or visit PutnamGM.com. And again, tune in tomorrow at 1030 with Steiny and Guru for the play of the game. All right, let's go back out to San Antonio uh, and hear from Kevin Durant. What's eating Kevin Durant? Every That's the nightly question right now. What is up with Kevin Durant after maybe the worst week of his Warriors tenure? Uh, 1 of 8 from 3 tonight, 0 for 4, 0 for 2, 0 for 3, uh, not playing well since the back and forth with Draymond Green at the end of the Clippers game six nights ago in Los Angeles. Let's hear some post-game audio from KD. Teams know what we want to do, and um, they're going to force us, outside, force us inside the three-point line. But I thought we had some solid looks we just missed tonight. Three straight losses. What's the mindset? How do you all rebound from, from that? Just uh, get ready for the next day. and we got off there tomorrow, but get ready for practice and try to win the next game. Obviously no moral victories, but what can you take away from that late comeback? Uh, we just fought hard. We, I mean, we were down almost 20 points, and we just we found something in a pick and roll. Quinn was good. It was great. Actually getting us back into the, uh, getting us back into the game, we fed off of that. And uh, just didn't bounce our way after that. Steve said before the game that when two stars are out, it's natural for the other stars to try to feel like they got to do a little bit more just to get the team going. Are you feeling like you have to do a little bit more than you normally would without Steph and Draymond? Yeah, we're playing different lineups. We bring in uh, there's less space out there on the court. Uh, so we're trying to figure out what's the best way for us to get good shots. And, uh, you know, I think Coach is trying to figure that out too. Are you satisfied with the ball movement? I mean... Yeah, we're trying to just get good looks. I mean, we I know Warrior basketball is five, six, seven passes in a possession, but we're not going to get that at this point. You know, we we throwing it five or six times, and it's going to end up in a guy's hands that trying to give it back to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So we don't want to just make passes just to make passes because that's what it'll look good on a stat sheet. But we're trying to find a good shot every time down. Sometimes it might be a quick shot. You know, we do that. When I, we have our whole team, we shoot a lot of quick ones without no passes. So, um, you know, we got to get the ball rolling, you know, as quickly as possible just to find a good shot at each possession. And sometimes it may take less than five passes. With all the changes that the Spurs have had, how, how different does that team look? Um, it's just got uh, they obviously would pop on the sidelines and the mark is here and just uh, – the system that they run, and they're adding DeRozan, somebody that can penetrate, pass, that can shoot. 
Uh, I feel like they definitely different from last year, but they're still a great team. Kevin, nobody feels like the, the sky's falling after the last few losses here. Why do you think that belief within the group is still so strong that you guys will bounce back in the near future? Uh, everybody's confident. We've been through stuff like this before, and uh, you know we just try to uh, try to push through it. I mean, it's still early in the season for us, and we got guys that still learning how to play our system and learn, especially now with you know having two main guys out. Guys are filling in and trying to do their best jobs. Damian Lee, Jonas Jarebko, who's new on the team but still figuring out his way as a starter, Loon as a starter at the five. So Damian. Um, so we just, we, I think guys are, are picking it up pretty fast, and we just struggled a little bit shooting the basketball. Um, but everybody's playing extremely hard. How what's needed? Steve's demeanor been like through this stretch this past week? What's been, what's been his overall message? Um, just brain play with joy. Just it's always been about this our emotion. You know, he's always been big about that. Just uh, making sure everybody feels good. Uh, put P's trying to put everybody in the best position for them to be successful. Uh, you know, so he's trying to get that joy back. When came in tonight again, gave you guys you know some some good minutes. I mean, obviously you guys have a relationship, but when you see Quinn coming through when you guys need him like that, how do you feel about that? Um, he's reliable. I mean, I'm with Quinn. I'm done. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm expecting that out of him every night. You know, I'm not expecting him to make every shot, but just to play with that toughness, that aggression. Um, it's not a surprise to me anymore. Um, so, you know, I love what he did off the bench. He was good in the pick and roll. He stayed in the pick and roll and made shots for us, and that's what we're going to need. Um, so, you know, we, uh, I know he's going to come back to work, and, you know, in practice and try to add on to what he's been doing. You mentioned the off day. How needed is this two off days, including when tomorrow's probably going to be like a getaway from the gym type day? Uh, it's always good to uh, kind of um, get away from the gym and, decompress and uh, it's a long season so everybody just kind of do their own thing on the off day and, and, and circle back together and you know try to figure this thing out yeah, it is a long season indeed and I think a well-timed off day for the Warriors uh, Steve Kerr did joke and I know we're going to hear from Steve Kerr coming up here between now and, and the end of the program he, he joked that he's going back Bobby Knight style to the two-a-days tomorrow uh, to, to try and get them out of the funk. Uh, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think the Warriors have enough healthy players at, at this point in time uh, to really go back to the two-a-days with Draymond Green and Stephen Curry and Al- Alfonso McKinney down and, and no DeMarcus Cousins in the fold as well. Uh, but uh, you know, the, the spirits for Kevin Durant, you know, some, something's got to happen, something's got to click, uh, I think, uh, for KD to kind of get back to himself. He's too good of a player for this to last too long. But I, it's clear in my mind, that what happened in L.A. has changed mentally the way that he's approached the game, and I think the struggles go hand in hand. He's not making shots. Maybe he's a little bit less confident, uh, and he just doesn't look uh, himself. 888-957-9570, It's Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 
John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570. Warriors lose to the Spurs, 104-92 in San Antonio. The Dubs now 12-6 and on the season as they wrap up their road trip, the worst road trip officially in the Steve Kerr era, the first time they've had a road trip of three or more games where they didn't get a victory in the five of seven in the loss column following the Warriors' 10-1 and start. It equals the Warriors' worst seven-game stretch in the four-plus years, now the fifth season, uh, with Steve Kerr at the helm. 888-957-9570. If you want to react to this one, that's where Jeff in Oakland checks in. Jeff, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com. Hey, good evening to you. You know, hey, Thank you for taking my call. I sure do appreciate it. You know, I want to say that might be the best thing that might have happened to us in a while. i got to say, and I'm not even looking at it through rose-colored glasses. I think I heard a tone in Katie's voice just then where you just played that bit that, you know what, he's starting to get relaxed. He's starting to feel a little bit better about himself and the team and those young guns getting some playing time. You know, for those Warriors fans that have been with us since those beginning championships, we know that we have to get those young guns in the game get some time, and now they're playing confident and they're excited to be a part of it, and that's going to wake us up. So that three-game stretch, we're not panicked. We're feeling just all right. And you know what? I think we're taking something positive from this. You know what? It's interesting, Jeff. I will say this. I I thought there was a point in the second half when the Warriors got down big. I think they were down 17. I know they were down as many as 18. But there was a point where Durant took a couple of quick shots, and I thought, you know what? This is where he's just going to empty it out. This is where he's just going to let her rip, and and he doesn't care, and the game feels like it's out of hand. And it almost there almost comes a point in time, Jeff, where you have to have that moment where it's like you just say, you know what, screw it. I'm just I'm just just going to get all the shots out of my system until you know eventually a couple fall. And and he hit a couple, and then down the stretch he missed a couple. The results weren't there. But I thought there was maybe a moment in the game, as much as the overall result continues down the path of the way it's been, I did think there was maybe a moment in that game where he did finally maybe hit rock bottom as far as this, this bad stretch goes uh, to a point where maybe he could, he could snap out of it a little bit. Absolutely. You know what it was? It was a moment of release. And you know what, Warriors fans? We're going to be all right. We're Thanks, gonna Jeff. We're going to be all right. Appreciate the phone call, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We appreciate the phone call from Jeff in Oakland. And that's all well and good to say, you know, and I and it was uh, something I noticed during the game. And you can look at that as a positive. And I know we've had a couple of calls tonight. Warriors fans are thinking, all right, well, Quinn Cook is a positive, And Kavon Looney is, is still somebody that – you know, overall has played well. He didn't have his best game tonight. Damian Lee had a nice game last night. You know, there weren't a lot of players that really played all that great for the Warriors tonight. I just think top to bottom. I mean, Clay Thompson wound up 11 for 26, 25 points. I mean, it wound up being Durant and Thompson as far as the scores go, and then Quinn Cook. But but the difference with a couple of All-Stars out is it's not efficient. It's not efficient. It's not done in a manner that, I think we're all used to seeing from this team. It's it's Durant, 26 points on 25 shots. It's Klay Thompson, 25 points on 26 shots. And usually 
you're seeing Clay Thompson score 25 points and he's taking 15 shots. And Stephen Curry is is scoring 30 points and he's taking 14 or 15 shots because a good portion of them are, are three-pointers. So you, you take a star away, you take two stars away, it becomes a lot more difficult to operate and function in an efficient manner. And, and, and I'll tell you another thing that I had the thought tonight just watching the ball game is – Gosh, how good would this team actually be? How good would, like, would this be a 500 team if this was the team? If this was just the Warriors team and it was, you know, Iguodala was the starting point guard and sometimes it was Quinn Cook and you had Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant, two scores, and you have a bunch of big men. Forget about DeMarcus Cousins. I'm just, I'm just saying this team right now that's healthy and able to play with two stars, how good would this team be? Would this team even be a playoff team in the Western Conference? And I, I think... You know, it'd be right around a 500 team in all likelihood. And and teams that are 500, you know what? They have a lot of nights where it looks like it did tonight. And it looks like it did down the stretch of a game last night. And it looks pretty ugly in Houston. So, look, the Warriors are built to have four All-Stars. The Warriors are built to function with four All-Stars. Uh, it, it's a first-world problem, clearly. <laughs> you know, it, it's a problem that I think... Every other team in the league wishes they had. But I think that's part of the reason why when you take one or two guys away, it looks so dramatically different so quickly uh, when you think, well, they should be able to figure it out. I I think it's even more the case when you take away two playmakers the way Draymond Green is as the leading assist man and the way Stephen Curry is 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 maybe the greatest playmaker slash scorer in the NBA, the combination uh, of the two. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and head back to San Antonio and hear from Clay Thompson uh, after the ball game here as the Warriors fall in San Antonio, 104-92. It was a uh, terrible road trip as far as wins and losses, but um, we're obviously shorthanded, and I'm proud of the way guys fought. And um, besides the Houston game, I feel like either game could have gone either way. Unfortunately, it didn't, and uh, it's been a challenging week on all fronts. So the best thing for us is just to get away a little bit tomorrow and regroup and, you know, take it back home and just have fun, play with that joy. You can just completely get away from the gym tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Um, obviously, with what's going on in the Bay Area, it's tough right now with the air conditions and, you know, give our prayers out to the people who were affected by this campfire, lost their homes. It's much worse loved ones so much worse than losing a basketball game so our thoughts are with them are you able to sense those times when you guys need a break yeah and it always helps to have a break after you go on a three road trip dropping four of the last six so go back to the drawing board and um we'll be better from this i know it and luckily it's not april it's november so we'll be much better you guys have never had an own three road trip under steve mm. how much of that is Shorthandedness and how much of it is just the drama going around the team? Uh, I think it's just, I don't think there's any drama really that affects how we play out there. I think it's just a little, uh, we're playing bad on our part. Can't blame on the coaches, us players to take ownership. And um, I guess there's a first time for everything. So Steve's been here, I think, five years now. And for the first time to go on three, it's, it's pretty good if you ask me. So no, it's not the end of the world. What do you think can be done to improve their three-point shooting as a team until mm-hmm. stuff comes back? Um, play like ourselves, like we did in the past. I think uh, when Steph's out of the 
lineup, same with Draymond. Um, the ball doesn't move as much because I think me and Kevin kind of have to take ownership in scoring, but uh, we just got to do a better job of trusting each other. That's all me, you know, move the ball, be patient. And uh, although it was a very rough three-point shooting week for us, I think we'll bounce back and um, shoot a high clip, especially when we go home. What changed after you hit that three to put you guys within one late? I'm not even sure, man. I barely even – a couple tough calls, a couple bad offensive possessions. And uh, we had the game, you know, we had the momentum, but – Give the Spurs credit, they're well coached on their system and they play a methodical style that will force you to make mistakes. Is it harder to trust your ball movement when you're playing with different lineups like you are lately? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I just think we didn't do it that well. And we'll adjust, uh, we'll watch film, and we'll come back and pass the ball much better on Wednesday. You and Katie combined for 51 shots for 51 points. Mm. What's the mindset? How do you rebound from that? Um, you do the same thing. We take 51 shots on Wednesday. I hope you make 35 of them instead of whatever we made. It's that simple. You know, this isn't rocket science. Clay Thompson, always the master of keeping it simple. What, what do you do? What's the mindset after you take 51 shots combined? You take 51 shots again. That's just, that. that's about as Clay Thompson an answer as is humanly possible. Just keep doing the same thing. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Rich in Los Altos is up next here. It's Warriors wrap up presented by Realtor.com. Uh, Rich, you're on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, thanks for letting me go. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. Um, I'm not. I for one am not worried about the Warriors because I think any team in the NBA, if you take off two of their starters, their point guard especially, they're going to have trouble hanging with the Rockets and the Spurs, who are both pretty good at this moment in time, if you ask me. And besides for that. It, when a team like the Warriors has all these high-priced players, of course the bench players aren't going to be all that legit. I mean, no, I don't want to be mean to those guys. but So so the fact that they're hanging with these teams, I'm encouraged. And, and the last thing I can, I hope they get rid of, they don't get rid of everyone and they keep everybody and everyone somehow gets along. But if they do end up having to move Draymond or KD or both, you know, they're going to be replaced by legit players. They're not going to be replaced by who we're looking at now. So that being said, like I said, I, other than if Steph keeps getting hurt, that's the only thing I'm worried about is Steph being hurt. That's the only negative I got. Anyway, thanks, man. I'm going to keep listening. You got it, Rich. Rich in Los Altos, thanks for the phone call. Look, the Warriors by far, when Stephen Curry is out, they struggle more than when any other one of their four All-Stars is out. And I guess it's five All-Stars now. Although I keep not counting DeMarcus Cousins until he actually plays a game, which is probably unfair because DeMarcus Cousins has already got himself ejected from a game even though he hasn't played in a game. So I, I should start counting DeMarcus Cousins. But I think because we don't know what it looks like with DeMarcus Cousins in the mix, I just keep not counting DeMarcus Cousins as one of the All-Stars because we just we just haven't seen it yet. Now, when we see it, then uh, I'll start to say, okay, we know what exactly they're missing when he's out. But look, the Warriors, if Durant is out, you have the core from a team that won an NBA championship. So you, obviously they have a way that they know how to play. They played together at, at a high level with Steve Kerr as the head coach for two years, you know, winning a championship, winning 73 games, nearly winning a second championship. So that core knows how they have to play together as a threesome. If you take Clay Thompson away, but you still have the other three, you still have the two playmakers as far as Stephen Curry and Draymond Green. You still have 
as gifted an individual score as there is in the game uh, in terms of Kevin Durant. So you can figure out a way to function and win games, I think, at a high level. You take Draymond Green away, and you might stink defensively immediately, but you still have two guys that have won MVPs for their offensive prowess in Stephen Curry and and Kevin Durant, uh, and you'd still have Clay Thompson, who's one of the best shooters in the game and and a decent, uh, well, more than a decent defender, a very good defender uh, for his position as well in the league, a guy that can guard ones and twos and and maybe even some threes. So if you take Draymond away overall defensively because he's the heartbeat and the passion, the intensity, you lose your defense, but you still could be a team that has a great offense. You take Curry away, you take Curry away, and all of a sudden you become a little more isolation-based because Kevin Durant is going to be the player that you run a majority of the offense through because that's the best way to have Kevin Durant function at a high level. But you still have Draymond Green to help facilitate and get the ball to maybe some of the other players, a la Quinn Cook, that would have to step up and play a more significant role. So if you don't have Curry, but you have the other three, then you have an opportunity to, to still be a pretty good defensive team, too, because you have Clay and you have Draymond anchoring that end, and you can figure out a way to play. So you do that and you're fine. So to me, it's more about Curry can't be the one guy that's out and then have another guy out in addition. That That's when it gets a little bit screwy for this team, and I think if you take those two away – you lose your best offensive player, meaning Curry and Draymond. You lose your best defensive player uh, at the same time, and you also lose your your top two playmakers. So I think it, it's Curry, and then when you take another guy away, that it really becomes uh, far more problematic. And, and you have role players that are expected to do too much. You start to you start to expect certain things from Clay Thompson and, and Kevin Durant. You expect those guys to still be as efficient as they are normally. And the reality is when teams know that they're the, the one and the two option and there's no real three or four option, those guys are all to-be-determined type of options, well, the defense can cue in on those guys. I mean, they were the Spurs were sending a couple of guys at Clay Thompson trying to get him you know, to dribble the ball and pull up and take a shot. You, know, you can defend Kevin Durant differently. You can make those guys volume-type scorers, which makes them less effective. It creates more missed shots. More missed shots creates opportunities to get out and transition the other way. It hurts the defense. I mean, we always have the chicken and the egg conversation with the Warriors. Is the defense lead to offense? Offense lead to defense? Uh, it definitely goes both ways. But when you aren't as efficient offensively, I think it, it certainly impacts the, the defense as well. 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors uh, following the 104-92 loss in San Antonio. Here's Steve Kerr from the AT&T Center. Big week you've had, at least in the regular season, since you started coaching. Oh, Yeah. But I've had a dream run for, you know, four and a half years. I, you know, we've had, you know, such a, a charmed existence uh, the last four seasons. So, yeah, of course, this is the, the toughest stretch we've been in. Um, but this is the real NBA. You know, we haven't been in the real NBA the last the last few years. We've been in this uh, this dream, and uh, and so now we're faced with uh, you know real adversity, and we gotta we gotta get out of it ourselves. 
What can be done to get the three-point shot going until Steph comes back? Uh, we got to execute better. You know, I think uh, there were a lot of possessions tonight where we were taking quick shots, and uh, we needed more. Uh, more execution, more organization, where we got into our spots and, you know, called a set. And, and um, I thought we had a lot of random possessions with quick shots. And, um, you know, a lot of times guys get frustrated and they're, you know, they, they want to shoot their way out of it. And I'm talking about the whole team. I'm not talking about Clay in particular. I'm just talking about everybody. Um, you know, we've got to got to move the ball. We've got to trust each other. That's the hallmark of our team. We've got playmakers all over the floor. We've got guys who can, you know, dribble, pass, and shoot. And, um, you know, what we've done in the last few years is we've, we've shared the ball. And we've, uh, we've, the ball has moved, and we've gotten each other great shots. Um, we're not getting great shots right now. We're, we're taking a lot of contested shots. Steve, when you're in the middle of it, like you were saying, what does it take to get out of it emotionally? Uh, you get, everyone has to uh, to come together, and uh, you can't you can't feel sorry for yourselves. Uh, you, you have to commit to fighting, and executing, uh, competing for 48 minutes. And I thought we uh, we did that for maybe 24 minutes tonight. You know, we had a couple good stretches. I was very proud of the group in the second half that you know got us back in the game, and they fought. And but it's not to, not enough to do that over you know a, a stretch and then go through a bad spell and then so you got to be competing the whole time and uh, playing with uh, some poise and playing with a purpose and uh, i didn't think we we did that tonight actually before the game if you thought maybe steph and clay and uh, katie were trying a little too hard to do too much do you think that that still happens oh sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're they're both uh you know, trying desperately to help help us get going. Um, you know, the, we we rely on them pretty heavily for scoring, obviously, um, particularly with Steph out. Um, but uh, again, we've got to get back to our team identity, which is uh, you know great ball movement, um, really good defense, and and playing off of misses. Um, you know, getting out in transition, running and moving the ball, getting getting great shots, and that's uh, easier said than done. But it's something we've done for. You know, for many years. What will you tell them about the next two days? Get away, or like, what's just gonna happen? We're gonna have a two a day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to the old days, man, Bobby Knight style. <laughs> uh, it's a long year, you know. It's a long year. We're in a tough, uh, tough spell right now, but uh, we'll uh, take tomorrow off and uh, come in and have a good practice on Tuesday and uh, game Wednesday night. When, when Katie and Clay combined for 51 shots for 51 points. Is it something that, that they just need to figure out, or is there something that you can tell them? No, I think we've been talking about it, just executing as a team and getting better shots. Um, you know, our team the last few years has been, um, you know, one of the most efficient teams in the history of the league. And uh, that's not from going one-on-one. That's from sharing the ball and, and um, you know, ball moving, everybody trusting each other. And so I, I admire, you know, those guys, um, you know, trying to trying to get us going. But we've got to rely on the whole group and compete together. And, and uh, you know, that, that's that's extremely rare to see, you know, uh, Clay and, and KD both have, have tough nights like that. So it's not going to happen forever. We got to we got to just uh, get some work in and uh, watch some film and bounce back. What do you think of Quinn's work tonight? Quinn was great. Quinn, uh, it seems like I say that every night. You know, the guy's a pro. He just competes and, and he knocks down shots and um, plays hard every minute he's out there. So Steve Kerr keeping it positive while also saying it's the worst regular season week 
during his tenure as head coach of the Warriors. Uh, I think it, it also is the worst week for Kevin Durant. And by the way, we want to thank uh, NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, credit them for the postgame sound uh, that we've used tonight. That comes courtesy of NBC Sports Bay Area. Speaking of bad weeks for, for Kevin Durant, I, I did some digging trying to look back at has he had a stretch this poor during his Warriors tenure, and the only one I really could come up with, I came up with two in going back through the game logs and the box scores, uh, and it was a year ago, December 18th through December 29th of 2017. This is all when Stephen Curry missed time a year ago, and I'm just running through some games. A 10-for-29 game, an 8-for-20, these are all consecutive. A 9-for-20, 6-for-18, 8-for-19, there was a 7-for-10, and then an 8-for-19 mixed in there. Those were the last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 games that that Stephen Curry missed in December before he returned uh, on the second-to-last night uh, of the month. So, Look, as Curry goes, I think Durant goes as well. The other interesting note was a a week in February of 2017, his first year with the Warriors. There were three games where he struggled, a 7-for-17, an 8-for-18, and a 2-for-10. The 2-for-10 was that odd game in Sacramento where him and Draymond Green kind of got into it. The Warriors lost a a weird one uh, in Sacramento uh, in that game as well. So as we all dissect how to get Kevin Durant out of his funk, I uh, thought it was interesting to go through and try and see if there was another stretch where he's been this bad. Kevin Durant's too good of a player to be this bad uh, for that long. All right, that's going to do it for me. I uh, want to thank Alex Scott. want to thank Lucas Alexander. Tremendous job by them. Kerry Keating for helping on Warriors Live. Uh, Steiny and Guru will be back uh, on Wednesday from Oracle Arena when the Warriors take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, it's John Dickinson. Here on Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search Warriors. Fall to the Spurs, 104-92, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.